I'm Glenn Radio. The leaves turn golden, but I stay the same. Not once just it's where I
morning and welcome to the lunchtime show here in Cam Glen Radio 107.9 FM with me Derek McCutcheon with you through till one o'clock when it's time for the information station and the guys will be in with all your local community news. What's coming up in the show today? Really busy show again today. I will be speaking to Will from Daytime TV. I caught them last week at St Luke's there in the midst of a UK tour and he'll be telling us about their music the tour and the new single. I also caught up with the local artists in the Niche family. They're on our daytime playlist here as well to find out about their music and their debut release and their sold-out gig, sold-out gig at the Glad Cafe this Friday. Skinny Lister, I've spoke to Darren and uh, Dan and Lauren before and they're going to chat about their new album and they're coming to King Tut's in November as well. And the final thing is NBT Records, they're a local record label, supporting younger artists and I'll be speaking to Katie and Vicky from them as well. So plenty of stuff to come up in the show. We kicked off there with Megan Black and that was me versus Mother Nature. And here's new from Blink-182, this is One More Time. Strangers, from strangers into brothers, from brothers into strangers once again. We saw the whole world, but I couldn't see the meaning. I couldn't even recognize my friends. any different right now feels the same I wonder why I wish they told us it shouldn't take a sickness or airplanes falling out the sky do I have to die to hear you miss me do I have to die to hear you say goodbye I don't want to act like there's tomorrow I don't want to wait to 
182, brand new from them. Now, I mentioned that Dan and Lorna from uh, Skinny Lister, I had a chat with them last week to find out about their new album, Shanty Punk, and they're coming to Glasgow again to play King Tut's Heroes. Dan and Lorna from Skinny Lister. Welcome Hello. back to Cam Glen Radio. How are you? Very well, thank Very you. We chatted back in 2021 and uh, you just released A Matter of Life and Love. Now, I checked back and it looks as though every two years or thereabouts you've been releasing an album. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Even during that dodgy period, we managed to keep that up, uh, the COVID period, I mean. But, um, yeah, roughly, I think we've been going... uh, We we put the first album out in 2012 and this is album number six. So, yeah. Wow. Something like that. (laughs) That unconscious thing, is that something that you can add, like, work in a cycle or is it just happens? yeah not uh, only in that you kind of uh find yourself in that cycle I, I i'd say not that conscious but more just the the rhythm the natural rhythm of uh sort of being in a band making albums touring albums and you know and then keeping it fresh yeah and we, we spoke around about that time as well family was impacted and things as well yeah, well, we've got a we've got a three year old now. Uh, so when she was probably just a tiny baby when we last spoke. So she's uh, so Bonnie. Yeah, she she's coming with us. Actually, we leave uh, for the states in a few days uh, for a four week US tour, and Bonnie will be with us on the uh, well across the east coast of America. So that's going to be fun. We actually did eight weeks earlier this year with her in tow as well on the tour bus. Uh, so that was a, a new experience, but it, it went well. Since I last spoke to you, I became a grandparent for the first time. And oh, congratulations. Nice. Yeah, finding all those skills that I had 30 years ago, finding them again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the new album, Shanty Punk, and that, that kind of sums it up, doesn't it, really? Yeah, 
It, it kind of does, yeah. And this this album kind of sums up Skinny Lister, I think. That that was kind of the intention, anyway, to kind of um, sort of zoom in on on what the essence of Skinny Lister is and what makes uh, the band tick. I think we tried to capture that on this album, maybe more so than you know the last few albums. I think. Not that you know the, the last few albums we've ventured into other sort of influences, Scar and certain eighties influences and stuff. It always comes out sounding like Skinny Lister, but we think this one in particular kind of gets to the core of what the band is about. Yeah, and we sort of thought, what goes down well live, because that's what you know. That is generally where we all tick as well. We all we love getting on stage and. Uh, and these songs, we've been playing quite a few of them over the summer and when we were supporting Floggy Molly earlier in the year. And they just seem to fit in seamlessly. So it feels like a good sign. It feels strong. Yeah. yeah. It's an album that's built for the road as well, I think, as much as anything. So, yeah. Is that the happy place then, live on stage? I think, well, yeah. Yeah. I think know. it's where Skinny Lister, we kind of cut our teeth, you know playing live, playing festivals and things. And um, yeah, I think it's in the heart of what we what we do. We enjoy all the other elements, nice recording songs, all that sort of stuff. But, the, you know, the intention is, I think they're going to play, be played on stage at some point and uh, well, yeah. sang back to us by a, a crowd. And the, the lead single, Down on the Barrier, sort of sums it up in its kind of our religion, so to speak. It gives us faith and hope and humanity and all the rest of it. Yeah, when you're in the studio, then is that is it always in the back of your mind then about the performing live? You I mean you're not going to make it too complicated in the studio that's more difficult to. No, and it's always there, is it? That's no. I mean, you you know, you want to try and sort of satisfy the listener who's just listening at home as, as well. But um, yeah, in the back of your mind, it kind of, you know, it's usually the the thing that works as a listener. Um. Um, usually is the thing that kind of works live as well. If some, if people enjoy the the tunes and the lyrics, um, but as you say, yeah, not not overly complicated. I wouldn't have thought. In fact, this album's probably less complex musically than some of the others. I mean, we've had we've got particularly the stuff that's sort of more eighties influenced stuff, like where we've taken elements of Dex's Midnight Runners or Adam and the Ants and stuff, and uh, it, it, we've we've got key shifts in choruses and things. Not that there's, it's a really blatant thing when that happens, because we want it to feel uh, effortless and seamless when it does. But th this one's a bit more, you know, primal, I'd say, this album, more than some of the others. It's, you know, it's all about the stomp, the accordion, uh, a, a good sing-along tune, and sort of, you know, hopefully, you know, part of, they'll become part of the, gigs which are more of a celebration than anything else I think so yeah. yeah and the band's been on a journey and it just felt like a good time to just say uh, there's like um ongoing themes so yeah. the horse brasses there's like a vibe to Skinny Lister and uh, we just wanted to really capture that really when did yeah, you... I mean, we, said, we said in the press release, sort of half jokingly, that it's a concept album uh, and the concept of Skinny <laughs> oh. Listener, uh, which is kind of true. We've kind of, it's not written to brief because it's a very natural thing, but it, it, it could be. It's, uh, you know, Skinny Lister and what we've become over the years is kind of the focus of the album. Did you sit down and take some time out to do the songwriting? Or have, have these been songs that have been about for a bit of time? 
Uh, There must have been some time when it happened. I can't quite remember when, because it doesn't feel like there's been any any time to do that. (laughs) But I think there must have been some weeks at some point where I certainly could get in a room by myself and just put some ideas together. Um, So, yeah, that that did happen. Uh, Having (laughs) said that, uh, yeah, it must have happened. It doesn't feel like that ever happened. But um, One thing that sort of put a spanner in the works in a good way was we had, like, a plan to release the album in October this year and uh, and that was all fine but then an eight week support tour across America came up with Flogging Molly and we can't refuse that so that just took two months kind of out of our out of our schedule so and we moved house whilst we were on tour so we came back to a completely different house and Dan had you know, just had to get straight into the studio and record basically while while we were unpacking around yeah, it was him. Quite so... a compressed schedule when we returned <laughs> because we were returned and it was a matter of weeks before we needed the thing kind of ready for mastering and all that stuff. So sometimes a little bit of pressure like that's not a bad thing. It kind it's of uh, you know gives you a goal and you sort of just get it done, you know. How was the US? It was great, yeah. It's amazing. Eight, eight weeks with Flogging Molly. Actually, it was it was a really successful tour. Um, One of my favourite tours ever, I think. It and as great. I said, that was with a three-year-old uh, on the bus as well. Not only one, th- well, actually, she was two at the time, but also Max's, uh, sorry, Lorna's brother, Max, who plays accordion in the so band. So our niece was there. She too, was there too. So she... two two-year-olds on the tour bus <laughs> um, was a slightly different way of touring. Um, so, yeah. Still not a lot of sleep, as usual, but for slightly different reasons. Less hangovers. <laughs> and, and what's America like then? I mean, is it is that a different kind of audience? It's so big. Is that a different kind of audience? Yeah, it's, too, it's too big to sum it up, but generally the audiences are the same. It's, they it's, like singing yeah. along. They like having a drink, mm. you know, and they embrace it. And it, it, we seem to be received... Yeah, we we yeah Pretty we were well. saying to someone earlier actually. So uh, whether we're playing New York or whether it's London or, or Glasgow yeah. or Berlin or Hamburg, or it, it tends to be a similar vibe. You know, we don't we don't need to tailor things particularly for the crowd. It's this, you know everyone's on the same page. I think wherever we go, you know, they kind of seem to get it. You mentioned the schedule for the album. What is the date for release then? Twentieth of October. Right, so the schedule uh, wasn't knocked out ultimately. That is still. I think it may have been pushed back a week or two, but yeah, it, generally we we've hit our deadlines, haven't we? Extra Mile aren't too annoyed with us, I don't think. <laughs> and I was going to mention Extra Mile recordings. Now I'm sure Mall Historical Society are on mm, Extra Mile. Are, I do, yeah. I'm a big fan of the Mall Historical Society. Yeah. Oh, it's a great yeah. community. It, you know, we're proud to be on that label. It's it. Charlie's done a great thing there. It's brilliant. And of course, getting out to tour the album has Glasgow got to be on the list when you're creating a tour. Yeah, I mean, we love coming to Glasgow. I think that it was it the last time we played uh, Glasgow was the one with Longest Johns, wasn't it? Yeah, and it was it's your my favorite. birthday. <laughs> it was possibly my favorite uh, show on the uh, on that tour. I think partly because it was Lorna's birthday. I think, but we just had a proper old party. Yeah, and the great. the crowd kind of you know joined in with us. Uh, yeah, so it's it's always a uh, there's always a good energy off a Glasgow crowd. I don't know what it is. It's it's sort of a uh, yeah, it's quite unique. I think. And King Tuts are kind of right up in your face as well. So back to King Tuts. Yeah, yeah. Twenty yeah. fourth of November. Just like it, just the way we like it. Yeah. 
And I've looked at, obviously we mentioned extra mail recordings, and the album's available to pre-order, but there's loads of different versions and packages as well, isn't there? There is, yeah. Well, we just, because we've got the standard one, uh, digipack thing, but we've also got it on blue vinyl, black vinyl. There's, there's a few choices on the on the vinyl. It's got a great uh, cover that kind of sums up Skin Lister as well. A lot of the imagery, the horse brasses, the flagons, the shoes, the Land Rovers are kind of all there. But also we just released um, uh, this version. It's only £5 uh, for a CD, uh, each one. It's almost like a popularity contest. Each <laughs> one has a different character, well, a different member of the band. In I'm cartoon winning. <laughs> um, but what we've done, is we've managed to get, a, you can bundle those five together. It sounds like a big sell here. Yeah. But you can get that for £22, which is a real bargain, you, which you get all five CDs with all the great artwork. And on each one, there's a different bonus uh, shanty uh, exclusive. So, yeah. Oh, different stewards. What colour is yours, Lorna? Blue, I think I am. Dan's yeah, pink, pink, pink. Which, yeah, yeah you know. they're, they're great. Anyway, they're a nice colour. The type of thing you could put in a frame and have a nice... I'm going to do that, actually, when I get my hands on some. But, uh, yeah. And I was going to mention them as well because I did see it pop up in your socials, but... Um, it's a nice thing for fans, isn't it? And it's not ex- it's inexpensive, so exactly. It's, it's pretty. Can't really, believe how cheap it is, really. But, it's very easy. Um, well, we better order one actually because they are limited, <laughs> and we need to make sure we have. We haven't actually been sent any, so we need to order one to make sure that Dan can have it on his wall. <laughs> <laughs> so it's available to pre-order just now, and obviously tour dates not been released. Where do we find information? Socials, etc. SkinnyLister.com. Everything is Skinny Lister, whether it's YouTube, just forward slash Skinny Lister, uh, Facebook, forward slash Skinny Lister. And everything's just pretty straightforward, Skinny X. Lister. Or, or you can go to our website, SkinnyLister.com. And, uh, you know, easy it's to It's great to have a name that's just, that's just skinny you. Skinny Lister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we spoke the last time about how the name came about, so we don't need to talk oh, about it. Oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. <laughs> And the new single is Mantra. What can you tell me about that? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a Lorna-led one, but I, I wrote it about kind of the, the classic theme of um, grabbing the moment, you know, um, realising what you have while you have it, you know, that, that classic theme. Our front uh, row posse have actually developed a, a dance routine for it, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> Reach out, and grab it. <laughs> so we were expecting that to catch on in a, in a big way. Um, but it was really nice shooting the video for that as well in our friend's garden. He's um, struggled, you know, through the years with difficult things that have happened to him. But his mantra is his garden for one, and also he makes videos of of his family and local people and local traditions from Hastings. And um, we were able to tie all that together into a nice uh, video. I'm I love the video. It's 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 me. It puts extra meaning to the song's words. Um, because he has, he's taken those things and he's got such a joy for life and it was nice to capture that. Um, he's one of my favourite human beings, Glenn Vaness. So we need to check out the video and we need to practice our dance moves. <laughs> yeah. 4th <laughs> of November. I've got to thank you once more. It's always great to have a chat with you as well. And your, all your energy for coming to play live and that for us as well, which is great. And, and good luck with the gig at King Touch. I'm sure you don't need any luck whatsoever. Oh, well, we'll see you there, hopefully. Yes. And the final thing to do is introduce the songs. Do you fancy doing that? Hello, 
it's Lorna and Dan here from Skinny Lister and you're about to listen to Mantra. Make it a mantra, make it a habit To recognise what you have while you have it Make it a moment, reach out and grab it Recognise what you have while you have it Stonewall, High Cross Hill, to Cunnigarloop, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, one oh seven point nine FM. Your voice, your music, your station. The faith that you set for us. carried me through my sand. Where you play part 
that was new there from Bird's Cage Theatre, and that was in this life. Maybe try and get them into play live for us as well, at least getting them in for a chat about their music anyway. Time for this. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. So, uh, first of all, the Scottish Government is consulting on whether to increase the minimum pricing of alcohol from 50 pence to 65 pence per unit. It also asks if minimal, minimum pricing should continue. To access the consultation, go to gov.scot.uk. The next meeting of the Campus Lang Community Council is on Tuesday the 17th of October at 7.30 in the Campus Lang Institute in Greenlees Road. Everyone living in the Campus Lang West Council Ward is welcome to come along and I'll be there so say hello. I'm one of the members of the Community Council. And finally, South Lancashire Council are still looking at preparation of its local development plan number three. A local development plan shows how local places will change into the future, including where redevelopment should and shouldn't happen. To see the draft plans and to give your views, go to online1.snapsurveys.com forward slash B-Y-R-O-A-G or you can email, which seems a bit simpler, localplan at southlanishergov.uk. Here's the excerpts when we spoke to uh, last week, I think it was, this is lovesick.
There you are, the excerpts are out on tour just now, and that was their new single, Love Sick. Now, coming up right after this, I will be speaking to Katie and Vicky from NBT Records. It's coming up, they're a local record label supporting younger artists. Coming up right after this. Radio is an amazing medium. It can inspire, entertain, inform and connect people. This station, Cam Glen Radio, is run by a dedicated, passionate and committed team of volunteers and you can be one of those volunteers too. It doesn't matter if you're an experienced broadcaster or if you've never set foot in a studio in your life. We provide all the training and support that you need to do what you want to do. And it's a great way of making new social connections, learning new skills, expanding on your CV and just having loads of fun. So to find out more about volunteering with Cam Glen Radio, just email volunteering at healthynhappy.org.uk.
That was Lucy Spence with Soldiers, which is released on MBT Records. And I'm pleased to welcome Katie and Vicky from MBT Records and also singer-songwriter Scarlett Rose. Welcome, everybody. Hiya. Katie, your camp's Lang-based, so when I saw that, it was a kind of no-brainer to, to have a chat anyway. We do like to promote all things that are going on music-wise, but obviously the fact that your camp's Lang-based. So MBT Records then, what was the motivation, obviously, for yourself and uh, Vicky to start NBT Records, what's behind that? Yeah, so um, we've been teaching singing for years and years, um, and we've been we were going to competitions always down in London or Manchester or Birmingham. I think a couple of years ago we had been to London probably about five or six times for the finals of big competitions. And it's when we were at one of those um, finals that we were both having a conversation and we said we should really bring something like this to Scotland. Uh-huh. So we set up the Next Big Thing competition um, and we had loads of singers, songwriters from all over Scotland that took part and the standard was amazing. We actually said it was probably one of the best competitions we'd been at and we were glad that we weren't judges. But what we were most amazed about were all the original songs that were coming through um, and people wanting to release their own music, but didn't really know how to go about it. Um, So shortly after the competition finished, we set up MBT Records um, with the sole focus of um, giving young aspiring artists a platform. Um, and we created an artist development program to be able to help um, nurture them and get them to release in their own music. And Vicky, your involvement is, were you you involved in this as a mum who had a talented daughter? Is that what happened? Yeah, I'd started um, helping Katie teach singing more near the latter ends. But yeah, mostly me and Katie travelled a lot with Scarlet in competitions, yeah. And the NBT side of things then, how long ago did it start? I mean, is that very recent, is it? Yeah, so the complex The year before, wasn't it? And then we, we started it in the beginning of last year. As a, as a record label then, what, what is, what's the physical, what actually do you do then to support yeah. these artists? So we, we have a record label, so we'll get NBT Records, um, and we've had two um, records that have come out on the label so far. Um, the first one was nine-year-old um, Orla Fraser, um, who actually got to number seven in the UK pop charts, which was huge. So that was our first release in the record label, and that that was that was amazing. But the main thing that we do is run what we call an artist development program, and that's quite a structured program, but it's tailored to each person that comes through it. Um, so it's looking at what makes them unique as a brand, what do they want to put out as an artist, we help put them in touch with um, recording studios and take them to recording studios, photo shoots, um, helping get them set up with um, interviews and really focusing on their social media. I think that's probably a really big point now um, is it's great having great songs and um, being a great singer. But if you're not able to market yourself, promote yourself, really get involved in social media, then um, the chances of people hearing your songs are, are a bit less. So it's really focusing on helping these young artists promote themselves on on social media. We also help them with um, arranging gigs and there's a great um, like circuit in, in Glasgow for getting out gigging. Um, the kids gig all the time and the likes of King Tuts. Scarlett mm. played the main stage of King Tuts the other week. Um, so it's 
it's given them those opportunities that they might not know um, how to get them on their own. And I deal with the the radio submissions here at Cam Glen Radio, and I see how important it is as well. You know how how you put yourself out. You know to obviously for us it's for the radio. You know so I I need to understand who you are and what you're about as well as hear your music as well and, and it's important that you know you approach it in the right way the, the correct information is there and and all that kind of thing so that's kind of thing you're helping with as well as yeah. I, I guess putting them up on the streaming services and, and doing that side of yeah. things yeah so so we we put them through streaming services and um itunes and um amazon music and things so we help them with all the kind of administrative side in the background as well so yeah and you've kind of touched on the demographics, so this is all young artists that we're talking about. So I would say so um, as well. In fact, it's, it's quite a wide range, to be honest. Um, it, we've got our youngest artist on um, through the Artist Development Programme is nine, um, and then our oldest is, is mid-30s. So it is quite a, a yeah. wide demographic. Are you a musician yourself or a singer? Yeah, so I'm... Um, both me and Vicky. Vicky's a great singer as well. Um, so both of us have done this for years and years and grew up kind of doing something similar. Um, so I think we've just kind of looked at what was missing when we were yeah. when we were trying to, um, I guess, make it as artists. What was missing and what would we like? So yeah. And there is a lot of things out there. You know, only last week I spoke to. Uh, Michael about hit, hit the road this, and there's Music Plus and there's stuff that's supported by the PRS Foundation and stuff like that but there's open mic nights and the gig yeah. opportunities for younger people as well you, you may like King Touch you know and if you don't know that these things happen then you, you can't participate so I suppose you know the fact that you are helping people that is a great thing as well. What about finding these young artists then how, how are they approaching you are you seeing them out and about on the circuit how does it happen? Kind of a mix of both, isn't it, Vicky? It's um, yeah, um yeah. we had a lot of people come through the competition. Um, so when we ran the competition, we were amazed with the volume of people we had, with hundreds of people come through. Um, so I would pretty much say ninety percent of the finalists are coming through this art artist development program. Um, but we've also had people that have just seen us through social media or um at the gigs that we go to. Um, they'll come up and say, look. I'm, I'm looking to try and get um, release my music. How can you help? So it's it's kind of a mix of both. And are these people are they they writing their own songs? Is that all part of it? I, again, it's it's a mix of both. We've got people that write all their own material um, and are quite well established songwriters. They've maybe actually released stuff in the past that's not maybe. Um, done that well in the charts and um, oh. because I've not really known how to kind of promote it and market it and then we've got on the other side of the um, coin we've got people that have never written a song before and aren't into songwriting so what we do um, is kind of set them up with songwriters or um, find songs from songwriters that we think suits their style so we go out and um, really understand what type of song you want to create what sound you want and then we'll give them different options and we'll discuss it and see what's maybe the right fit for them. And it's, it's amazing. I, I see a lot of the, the young people that are, that are writing songs and it's, it's just incredible to me that they're doing that. I mean, there's a young girl on campus lying, actually, Abby Allen, who won a, a national singing competition, as a songwriting competition as well. You know, so there's plenty of talent out there, but I guess they've just got to find their way, haven't they? Yeah, definitely. 
we played in with Lucy Spence at the start. Tell us about her. Yeah, so Lucy is 12 years old. Um, so she, she's she been coming to me for um, some group singing lessons that she was involved in. Um, and it was actually us that went to Lucy with the song. So we had this song, Soldiers, um, and it was a really good pop um, song and we wanted someone to release it. Um, and Lucy's got a big belty pop voice. She's really quite a good commercial artist. Um, and we approached Lucy and our mum um, and asked them if they would like to um, record it and release it on our our record label. What age is Lucy? She's 12. And Scarlett Rose, you're here as well, so let's find out about you. So what age are you? I'm 15. And obviously music then, how did it start for you, I guess? Your mum's a singer, so yeah, there's music in the family, but how? when did you start getting serious about music? Well, I started getting like quite serious about music when I was about like 10, 11. Maybe I got more serious when I was 12. Like I was like to mom, like, this is something I want to do. This is something I enjoy doing. So then I came to Katie when I was 12 and it's just, it's been great ever since. And do you, what about musical influences then? You know, some sometimes when I ask musicians, sometimes that they've been listening to music that parents have been playing, maybe influenced by that, or sometimes they've got their own influences. So what about you? What's your influences? I quite like um like I'd say my musical influence is the girl from Paramore. I really I, I just I just love her so much and I love her music and she's just I just want to be like her. Like oh she's so she's a big inspiration. And what about getting out live then? You know, we've mentioned, obviously, we played the main stage at King Touch then. So do you, do you have plenty of opportunities? Is there opportunities out there for you to play live? Hundreds of opportunities. Mom and Kate will always come to me and say, Scarlett, there's a gig on Sunday or there's a gig on Saturday. Would you like going along? I'm always like, yeah, let's do it. I'm always like very keen to go do it. Um, I don't really get nervous either. So that's like, that's like a plus. Yeah. Were you not nervous the first time? Oh no, the first time, oh, I was like so nervous, like the very first time I gigged, but like as I've like got older and done it, it's it's not as scary as it used to be. And what was your first gig, like proper gig? The first proper gig, I think, was in the Amethyst and twen- like June, July 2021. I was really nervous for it, but it went great. And you've obviously got a, you've got a song, tell us about that one, Skeletons. So... The song, the song's called Skeletons. Um, it's about mental health. So, like, I've decided to donate half of my, like, the money I make out of it, I've decided to donate to Glasgow's Association of Mental Health. And I just want people to, like, relate to it because, like, mental health is obviously a big issue right now. And I just thought, like, why don't... I would like to bring it a song that other people can relate to and just feel, if you know what I mean. You know, when I started doing the radio, I always thought, you know, you as a musician, a performer, you know, you'd have plenty of confidence, be able to go up on the stage and all that. And it's not the case that, you know, musicians and artists are just like everybody else and and some have the mental health issues and that, and it's difficult to talk to people about it. And it's important, you know, that we all look after our, our health and well-being as well. So that's great that you're doing that. The song Skeletons then, was that written for you or did you write that one? Yeah, it was written by the amazing songwriters Lindsay and Michael. Um, I've never actually met them, 
But the label introduced me to the song and I just knew I could like make it my own. It was a bit slower when we when we first like started getting it, but we sped up to make it sound like more rock because that's my like genre of music, like mm-hmm. pop popish rock. Are you a musician as well? Yeah, I'd like to say I can <laughs> I can play like I can play a little bit of keyboard. I'm still learning, but hopefully like, in the next couple of years I can like play a couple of songs on like piano and stuff. I've always wanted to learn guitar, always. And what about a live performance then? What does that a live performance look like? Like when you did King Tuts then? Is it just you singing or do you have a backing band? What happened? No, so like it's always just like myself like I'm always myself when I do it, but like when I go so then before beforehand I'm always a wee tiny bit nervous to go up on stage, but the minute I'm on that stage it's like nothing else matters. It's just perform and try your best. And if you mess up, you mess up. It's not the end of the world. It's a funny thing that individual artists, you know, you've got so much flexibility, you know, and uh, you can rock up anywhere and perform and a band is a harder thing to pull together. But I guess it becomes like a gang and you've got friends there as well. So it's a wee bit of kind of a support network as well. So, but there's, it's each of each there's, there's advantages of doing both. Katie and Vicky, what's what's the plans going forward? What's, what's on the horizon? We're so busy. <laughs> We're so, so busy. I think we've got was- like... Yeah, we've got like a song coming out pretty much every other week um, up until February. Um, We also have the next big thing competition 2024. So the entries are open for that just now. Um, But between all of the artists that we've signed and the the other artists that are going through the artist development program, I think we genuinely have about maybe 20 songs coming out between now and February. So it's just um, getting through all the launches um, because we have like launch parties, which are the fun part (laughs) um, to make everything fun. Yeah. So Scarlett's launch parties on the 1st of November in the bungalow in Paisley. Um, So we're really excited about that. So um, we've got yeah, it's a great venue, isn't it? A big event then, where where did you host your event this year? Um, The next big thing the yeah. competition yeah we've done that in the bungalow as well actually we they're, they're great and they're for helping um helping us kind of promote music um so the bungalow and paisley and we also had our um own record label launch in the record factory in buyers road um there's there's loads of fantastic live music venues in um glasgow so we're pretty grateful for that and are they all pretty supportive of them when you've got the younger artists? You know, I know I have been over to the Amethyst to, to, to see, you know, one of their open mic sessions. Mm-hmm. And I know like King Tuts does it as well. You know, and they, they, I mean, how great is it for a young performer to get playing at King Tuts? Whether it's in the bar or whether it's upstairs, you, you've still, yeah. you've ticked that box, I guess. I know, it's amazing. What's the socials then? If people want to get in touch, find out more information, where, where should they be contacting? Um, so we're on MBT Records on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, and then Scarlett, do you want to give your socials? My my Facebook is Scarlett Rose Music, and I'm pretty sure it's the same for my TikTok mm-hmm. as my Instagram is the exact same. Is I think my Instagram Scarlett Rose Official, just so people know it's me and they know like, I'm not a fake. Right, <laughs> you haven't got any blue ticks, have you? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Twitter, isn't it? Yeah. No, 
It's it's great to to see what you are doing and, and supporting younger artists and that and, and hopefully Cam Glenn we do a bit of that as well. You know, we try to support all the local stuff that's happening out there. So here been out to the Amethyst. Mick Hargan's been in, Mick Hargan, he does host the Amethyst yeah. and um there's, there's somebody else that's engaged with us here at Cam Glenn that's hosting the the open mics, I think, at the King Tuts as well. But yeah, we try to keep touch with all these people and have an eye and everything that's going on. So uh, fair play to you, and I'll keep an eye on for what you guys are up to as well. And definitely send the music in as it's, it's getting released, you know, definitely do that. Thank you so much. Final thing, Scarlet Rose, is to introduce your song. You want to do that? Hi, everybody. I'm releasing a song called Skeletons, and I'd love for you all to hear it. So I'm going to play it now.
There you are, Scarlet Rose there with Skeletons and NBT Records. And if they think they could support you in some way, shape or form, yeah, definitely do get in touch with them. Now it's time for this. Cam Glen Radio Weather. So there's been a change in the weather. You all have realised if you're up early this morning, you'd be out scraping your car. Not that I get up too early, right enough. But today will be cloudy um, and a slight wind. Uh, there's a high of 12 degrees to low of 0 degrees this morning and it's currently 6 degrees. Now I did catch up with Will from Daytime TV last week and I popped along to the St Luke's gig as well which was great. They're out in the midst of their tour just now but I'll let Will tell you all about it. Will from Daytime TV, welcome to Cam Glen Radio. Thank you very much for having me, Derek. It's a pleasure to be here. And you're a former featured artist in Cam Glen as well, so that's cool. Yeah, always nice to come back. Now, yeah, you've just finished a European tour. How was that? Oh, man, honestly, like, we were a bit apprehensive about it because we'd, we'd not really touched those territories before. Um, we'd kind of just seen on, like, stats and these things that we get shown that we had some fans out there so we were kind of thinking this could go one of two ways but it, it honestly was was the best experience that i think we've probably had as a band um just you know when you're not expecting much and then you you're showing up to these packed venues in these random countries you've not been to um so so cool and um yeah we feel we feel very lucky to to have to have done that um and yeah we just want to keep that momentum going into the into the uk stuff Singing the lyrics back to you—that's always a kind of dip test, isn't it? Yeah, I think uh, some of them. I mean, the furthest we went was Warsaw uh, in Poland, and that was definitely—I I don't think there was a huge amount of English speakers in the crowd, but they were like we had some sort of broken conversations after the show. Um, but then places like Paris, Berlin, Prague, like everyone was just singing the songs and obviously put us to shame because I, I always try my best to kind of learn a few words I can say on stage. Right. Um, but I, I'm like aware that I'm probably sound like an idiot when I'm delivering those words. Um, so I always, it's the classic British thing, man, of like being humbled when you go to another country and everyone speaks our language and we can't speak theirs. So we felt, we felt stupid for that. But apart from that, it was great. You've never done that thing that you shout out for the wrong city. Oh, mate, so nearly on the last night. So we're, the last night was in Paris. And um, <laughs> I don't know, I think I was just running on fumes by that point because we'd kind of been driving like through the nights on a couple of the shows. And um, yeah, I I so nearly said Prague. Um, I was like, thank you. And then I, I sort of stopped and the whole band looked at me like, what are you doing? Um, and so from the crowd's perspective, it probably looked like I was having a, a mild stroke or something like that. But um, I then regathered myself and said the correct city. So very nearly. You released your debut album, Nothing's On, but everyone's watching last year. I guess that was a milestone for the band. Yeah, huge. Um, it, you know, when you start a band, I mean, certainly for us, you kind of, you're mainly doing it for fun. Um and then when things get a bit more serious, you know, all these other possibilities kind of start to open up. And yeah, doing doing an album um, in the way we did it was was just such a 
such a pleasure and you know getting to then go and tour that album and um you know especially off the back of like how bad everything was in covid um to be able to kind of come out of that last year and go and play some shows to real people and just kind of feel that energy in the room again was was an awesome thing um yeah i would never underestimate how how lucky we feel to have to have done that i guess you had that situation where your stock was on the rise and then along came covid so yeah and i think at first we all thought it only last a couple of weeks and then it just dragged on and dragged on so it must have been hard for you yeah i mean we were in a rehearsal room um when we first heard of this sort of mystery Chinese disease, you know, that's the way they were saying it at the start. Um, and we just thought, ah, oh, well, it probably won't affect Scotland and won't affect the UK and all this. Um, and obviously then, you know, everyone's world got flipped upside down. But I think as it went on, you know, I think we were feeling sorry for ourselves at the start because we were about to play our first shows. But as it went on and you know, it was there were so many people that were dying, and we were just like, actually, we're kind of the lucky ones for not being like really seriously affected by the actual illness. So it, it kind of changed everyone's perspective on it's like a first world problem, isn't it? To not be able to say, like, oh, we can't do our show that we want to do, but then like a real problem is being like really, really sick. So, um, we definitely. You know, it was a bit of a perspective shift for us. But um, yeah, we certainly felt lucky to see the back of all the lockdowns and get out there and play some gigs. So you got the debut album out there. Have you started thinking about the next one yet? Yeah, 100%. Um, we, yeah, I mean, off the back of that one, we, we signed a record deal, um, which is for two albums. Um, so that's an amazing thing you know for us that the idea that unless we mess it up and somehow get chucked um we're potentially going to do at, at least two more albums so um we're definitely got eyes on the next one um we've been writing loads and loads of songs um and just kind of trying to work out what that's going to look like we've, we've started working with an amazing producer in paisley uh called ross hamilton uh, he goes by the name buzzkiller mm -hmm. uh and he yeah he's been a game changer for us um we did uh our, our current single block out the noise with him and um you know we've it's no secret that we've been in with him doing some other things that will uh be arriving imminently so um we kind of feel on a really good trajectory with with him and you know obviously it's great to be recording in scotland um and it kind of you know we previously not done much of that we, we recorded our album in cardiff um and then we've done like other stuff like it's always seems to be london um and so yeah to be able to do it in the homeland is is just a an extra pleasure um, seeing the sights and sounds of beautiful Paisley. Yeah. And of course, you're supporting the talent that's here as well. Yeah, 100%. And I think it's really important. And, you know, Ross, as a producer, is is so, so talented. And he's kind of one of the guys that's trying to say, you don't have to live in London to do this. Um, it's like you can be Scottish and stay where you're from, be that 
Aberdeen, Glasgow, wherever. Um, and you can do it from there because like the way, I guess it's everything's so digital. It's like he can, he can easily do songwriting sessions with people in LA. Um, and, you know, he, he's been doing some huge releases that are, you know, going all over the world. So we don't see why, why we should have to go anywhere other than Paisley, to be honest. Yeah. Who does the songwriting? We all, we all muck in. Um, I, I'm always involved. Um, it's kind of, I sometimes do it on my own. Sometimes do it with John, who's lead guitar. Sometimes with Chris, sometimes with Gaz. Sometimes we all do it together. Um, but yeah, I, I always like to be part of it just because I think, I think being a singer, you want to be connected to the lyrics. Um, well, I do. Um, it just makes it a lot easier to actually sing it with any sort of feeling um so yeah I, i'm always I'm always part of it but um we've done some we've done some co-writes as well which is quite a weird thing um and more often than not it's a complete car crash um but it's you know it's the kind of thing that is worth trying you know if, if you have a manager that's like you should try this and you know we're not going to say no um so we'll give it a go but yeah i think the best stuff we've written is is when we've just it's just been like the band in a room just kind of with freedom to to get really creative organically yeah what the subject matter then when it comes to lyrics i mean it, it really differs i think i mean our recent song block out the noise uh came about from we, we were sat in a van in traffic and we were all just found ourselves just like complaining to each other about just like how you can't just how we all just wanted to sort of run away to a silent tiny little village kind of like where I'm from in the highlands basically was the place I had in my head and uh just like block out all the madness of the of the world you know so much noise whether it's like politicians chatting rubbish or whether it's like you know your boss who you're annoyed with or if it's like intrusive thoughts or like a toxic relationship or anxiety or something like everyone's got some concoction of that going on in their heads. And um, we were just talking about the if you had the power to just block that out for just a second um, to just think straight. Um, and that's kind of where block out the noise came from. Um, but, you know, I, it really does change song to song. Um, I think I like to think of songs as like a moment in time. So if you're thinking of something specific, whether it's something you're angry about, something you're really happy about, something that makes you sad or whatever it might be, um, you know, if you can get that down on paper, you'll have a song. And, you know, chances are there's going to be other people that have, that have felt those feelings as well. Um, and that's when songs can really help people. And we get so many messages from from fans sort of saying, oh, you have no idea how much this song has really helped me through this tough time. And that, that to me, that's just crazy that something we would write would have that effect on anyone. But, um, you know, it, it's a really, that's when it feels really rewarding because it's, it's like if you can kind of help someone through, you know, there's a lot of people that are sort of stressed when they're studying for their exams and things like that 
they're just like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm revising and I'm stressed and like you guys are keeping me sane. And to me, that's the coolest thing. So if we can keep doing that and, you know, whilst just writing songs that we like, um, then then we're happy. You know, that's we don't really care about trying to please everybody. We just want to write songs that we resonate with. Um, and then if other people do, then great. Well, I'll let the cat out of the back. We are recording this. So actually, funnily enough, today is World Mental Health Day. I mean, you're talking about that blocking yeah. out the noise and having quiet time. Sometimes we all need that as well, don't we? And social media and being so accessible, you know, the whole world can be on top of you at the one time, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's so good that, you know, we have these platforms now to to speak about this stuff. Um because I mean, a lot of people. I think for for years, it was kind of, it was quite a taboo thing to talk about your own feelings, you know. Whereas, I think having things like Mental Health Day, Mental Health Awareness Day, it just allows people to, you know, you see other people coming forward and saying that I've I've really struggled over the years, and if anyone else is is having these feelings, then I'm always here to talk. Um, and I, I just think it's so important between friends you know like because i've you know i've had people who i look at them and think this this person's got it together they're completely happy and then later down the line they'll sort of open up to you and be like oh that was you know i was feeling suicidal in that period of time or something like that and it's just you can't see it so um yeah the more people that are talking about it the better um and you know, if if a little song of ours can can help anyone to sort of feel like they can relate to it or feel like they're not alone in those thoughts, then you know that's an extra that's an extra bonus. I guess from a song songwriter's point of view, that that's good for you as well. The fact that people can re- relate to your song. Sometimes the, it's their own interpretation, but if they can find something in the, the lyrics, it's obviously um, yeah, it's all worthwhile. No, for sure. I, it's funny with interpretation because sometimes we'll write a song about a really specific thing and then someone will come up to us after a show and be like oh like i really resonated with that song because i had this completely different experience that the song's not about um but you know it kind of means once we've released the song it's no longer ours to even decide what it's about it's like if someone if someone ingests that music and it it takes them somewhere in their head then you know that's what the song's about for them so it, we've kind of learned that over the course of having done our debut album it's like we don't have control of these songs once you release them it's like people people are gonna just soundtrack their lives to them in in so many different random ways um and yeah you gotta just kind of let it happen i guess we mentioned the European tour, but you're just going out now on the UK tour. The Glasgow date tomorrow at St. Luke's. Uh, St. Luke's is a pretty cool venue, isn't it? Oh, man. I, I'm honestly, I don't think I've ever been more excited for for a headline show. Um, it's like I've seen so many gigs there and just so many of the artists that I've seen come through there just, you know, put on great shows and just the the place like for us it's it's a big venue for us to be doing a headline gig in and you know yeah well i mean also on a side note like we last year end of last year our our manager passed away really randomly um 
really suddenly totally unexpected and um i'm sure you you knew him well um alan smith so he was glasgow based and he was so supportive of everything we were doing and he really believed in us and um yeah i think tomorrow night is is going to be sort of from our perspective it's like it's in honor of him you know like every, the show is is sort of for him um i know his family are coming down and um yeah it's just such a special relationship we have with them now after everything that's happened um so yeah it, for a number of reasons tomorrow night is a is a biggie for us and what about the rest of the tour where else are you hitting all the um, so yeah that's that's our only scottish show um the rest of them we're doing manchester birmingham oxford exeter and brighton so we're hitting a few places we've not been before um like oxford um brighton we, we've been to brighton we did the great escape but we've not actually done anything apart from that um so yeah it's kind of a bit of new territory bit of kind of going over where like birmingham manchester we've done that before um so yeah trying to sort of cultivate things in various areas but it's uh we just feel lucky to be going on a tour man honestly like we see every day someone's cancelling their tour because like no one's buying tickets and um you know I, the culture's changing and everyone's a bit skin and yeah. it's kind of to be able to go on a tour where people are people are coming along and we know that those rooms are going to be full is is really really special feeling um and yeah we feel super lucky but we also you know we really pride ourselves in our live show um it's kind of the whole reason you know we do this it's like the the buzz of playing live and that energy exchange with the crowd yeah. um so you know we rate ourselves without trying to come across too arrogant like we do rate ourselves live um so we would like to think that once someone comes and sees us once they sort of get it and they're like oh this is what these guys are all about um so yeah i think maybe that's why we've we've got some solid numbers coming to the shows because people have kind of been to see us previously um but yeah we're just excited to trial a few new songs and to play things like block out the noise for the first time and just get everyone bouncing and obviously you're playing your part in getting people in, out and enjoying themselves as well you know when you said about that you know people were, were wary maybe last year about gigs and things like that and mixing and getting out but you know yeah things are opened up and you're playing your partner what about christmas downtime for christmas so we've got after this tour we've uh in november we we've got some downtime i mean we'll be doing we'll be in the studio for sure um so yeah if you're in the paisley area you'll probably see us in the subway every lunchtime uh getting a uh chicken bacon cheese melt um but after november uh we're going out with um with the view in december um so we're supporting them uh in three dates in dundee aberdeen and it's two in dundee and one in aberdeen um so yeah we're doing like the cared hall in dundee and then the p and j uh in aberdeen so we're very excited for those shows because um yeah gonna be some big crowds and i know the the view fans are are pretty sort of rabid uh you know ma mainly for the view but 
it's it's our job to try and yeah, sort of go hang on a minute <laughs> we're also yeah we're also worth having a look at so um yeah we're gonna we're gonna have some studio time in november and then dates with a view and then absolutely downtime for christmas i'll be heading to the highlands um hopefully get snowed in or something tends to happen up there um and then yeah just a couple weeks of absolutely no music <laughs> and uh then come january we'll be, yeah block out the noise 100 percent, and then january will be uh you're ready to go and I spoke to the view guys, and and obviously two nights at the Caird Hall for them is a massive thing as well. They're really looking forward to it. Man, like to to be to be the main support on those shows is is such an honour because I know uh, we supported them at the Academy in Glasgow um, one night, which when they first came back, and it was the first night as well. So we were the opening act, and there was another band on after us supporting as well um so yeah for them to have sort of picked us out of that scenario and said right you're gonna be main support on the big dundee gigs um is really really cool and yeah i i'm well aware that it's going to be absolute carnage <laughs> you'll need that break afterwards oh god i think so reminders of the socials well then if we want to obviously seek out the music keep an eye on what you're up yeah. to tickets for gigs etc sure um I think pretty much all our socials across the board is just daytime TV official. Um, sort of all one word, uh, like Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that stuff. It's pretty easy to find. Um, and then from there, um, we've got links in all our bios with that take you to other stuff, music, tickets, merchandise. Um, so it's all there. Um, and yeah, there's keep an eye because there's plenty more to come even this year, I may say. Yeah. One final question, then. Daytime TV is a band name. So it's, it's, sometimes there's always a good story behind the band name, sometimes maybe not so much. But Daytime <laughs> TV, tell us about that. Okay, so there's there are two stories. One is the real story, and one is the thing that we tend to say because the real story has the potential to get us into trouble but i'm going to tell you the real story um because it's far more entertaining um so when we recorded our debut album uh we were in cardiff with amazing producer and great friend of ours ramesh dodan goda uh, which is firstly the best name ever um and secondly he's you know one of the top producers for you know any sort of guitar based music um which that first album was so in that ballpark um so he was the guy so contact with him went down and we were sort of expecting to just be like working all day into the evenings and just like getting weird with sounds and really experimenting with stuff but Ramesh had a totally different way of working to us and we'd sort of come in and do a couple hours and then he'd be like right let's have like some time for lunch and every lunchtime he just put the TV on that was above his like console. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, at this point we're recording these songs, we don't have a band name, but we're like, right, we're going to, we, we were like three months into sort of lists and lists and lists of all this different stuff that could be our band name. And we just started texting each other in the studio, which is kind of rude, I get. And this is partly why I don't want to tell this story normally, but 
we'd be like, why, why the hell are we watching daytime TV whilst we're trying to make music? Um, and we'd all be like, I don't know, like, can someone ask Ramesh if we can record some more stuff now? Um, and we never, we never had the plums to say to Ramesh, like, I'll make you turn the TV off, please. Uh, so every single day we do this like hour and a half of TV. And, you know, like in the studio, it's kind of like, you know, time is money, as they say. Um, and, you know, we're sat there like two episodes into like Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. Being like, what, what are we doing here? Um, but, you know, in fairness to Ramesh, like we had time to spare at the, at the end of our time there. We, we finished it so quick. Um that you know he was completely right to to do that and also i think it it helped to take us away from it for a second to then come back on what you'd done in the morning and and have a look but um when we were deciding band names we we had so many rubbish ones uh that we just couldn't pick and we were sending it to the likes of alan yeah. saying like oh what do you think about this and he's just like no 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 um and then i said we, we're having a me and the boys were having a Zoom call, and I just said, "Oh, it almost wants to be something stupid, like, you know, like when we were in with Ramesh and we were watching daytime TV." And then there was a sort of stony silence on the call, and everyone was like, "Yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit stupid, but it's also quite unique, and maybe it just is right because it's something real, like, like some of the other ones." we were thinking up all sorts of stuff that was just nothing to do with us. They were just like cool words or, you know, whatever it might be. And it, none of them felt right. And then, yeah, we floated the idea daytime TV. And I think, I think Alan's words were, it's my favorite so far. <laughs> and we we're like, well, that is good enough for us. We're like, let's just go with that. Um, so yeah, that's how it was born. But we tend to tell people it's because in COVID when we started, we were used to like being out and like trying to get gigs and you know very diy on the circuit at that point but then all of a sudden all we had to do all day was to like sit at home and watch daytime tv um but you know the real story now kind of created itself yeah and and ramesh obviously a fan of daytime tv in two counts now then yeah, well, I mean, he was certainly a fan of the of the normal kind, um, yeah. which we learned. But then, yeah, now I would I would like to think he's uh, coming with us for this ride. You know, we still speak to him regularly. He's got this funny thing where he wants everyone to like. If you ever go on his Instagram, you'll see that a lot of days in his Insta story, people send him like egg. You know, if you like eat an egg and you you cut open the yolk and it sort of pours out perfectly like an advert. That's like a 10 out of 10 egg. And for some reason, people have started tagging Ramesh in, in videos of like breaking open eggs. And then he will rate them. And he's like, oh, that's a 10 or like that's a three out of 10. And he really goes in on some people. He's like, that's a that's a rubbish egg. Um, so, yeah, that that most most of our like back and forth with Ramesh these days is is egg based um, because obviously we're working with Ross now. Um, We'd love to work with Ramesh again in the future at some point, but we wanted to shake it up a bit. And um, yeah, but yeah, remain great friends. And, you know, he's responsible for the band name. So thank you, Ramesh.
Well, I've got to thank you for taking the time out to do this and look forward to tomorrow night. I'm sure it'll be a cracking night. And awesome. the final thing to do is introduce the new single. Do you fancy doing that? I'd love to, yeah. This is Will from Daytime TV. You are listening to Block Out the Noise. Question, what was the question? Tell me you're feeling the effects of running your mouth. You're freaking me out with every move you make. Only control me. Give me attention, give me attention. I wanna feel like your possession. Cover your mouth, I'll figure it out with every word you say. Only console me. There you are, that was uh, daytime TV there with Block at the Noise, and they were brilliant ads and looks, and if you get the chance to catch them live, you should do so. Time for this. Cam Glen Radio, community announcements. Project 31's children's pop-up play sessions are on in Campus Lang Park every Saturday from 1 to 4, with fun, games, sports, outdoor activities, and arts and crafts. Uh, uh, please dress suitably for the old Scottish weather. And on Friday the 27th of October we present our next Cam Glen Presents gig. Takes place here in the number 18 venue. You get your tickets for an evening of live music which features Bra, Dignity Row and Geffergeist. Early bird tickets are £8 plus booking fee and it's £10 on the door. There will be a licensed bar so it's strictly over 18s only. Doors open at 7 o'clock. Just search for the Cam Glen Presents on Eventbrite or go to our Facebook page. And finally, Whitleyburn Community Resource Centre are starting a book club in their base on Belmont Road. The group meet every second Monday between 11.30pm and 1pm. And uh, the next meeting is next Monday course all welcome to come along 
Now, I caught up with uh, the Niche family there, a local band to us here at Cam Glen Radio, just released their debut single, Mercy Me, and they've got a gig this Friday at the Glad Cafe. And let's hear from the band. I'd like to welcome uh, Lauren and Stuart from the Niche family at Cam Glen Radio. Welcome. Welcome, Hayden. Thanks for having us. I just said welcome yep. back. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's great. And you're quite local as well, which I've just found out. So that's pretty cool as well. T- tell us who's in the band then. What does the lineup look like? Uh, so it's me, uh, Lauren, my wife, and Andrew, who is my brother. Um, we kind of formed after me and Lauren got married. We had like a kind of impromptu jam. And folk were all saying, oh, you should do something together. So we started kind of just performing together. And we've also got... Um, join us for most of our gigs now. We've got um, a folk singer songwriter from Aberdeen called Adam Tom, who's uh-huh. amazing, and um, a guy on bass called Timmy Allen. He used to play with Awkward Family Portraits. I don't know if you know, yes, those yes, guys. of course. Yeah, um, so he's playing double bass for us now, so kind of completing the lineup. And you said after getting married, then so how long has the band been together? How long has he been doing it? A year and a half since yeah. about May last year. Well, we got married in September 2021, uh-huh. which was when we kind of first started doing music together uh-huh. and just kind of experimenting and singing together. And then we kind of formed as a band in spring of 2022, had our very first performance ever at Eden Festival down in Dumfries um, that June. And that was kind of when we officially came together. You know, you've quite got quite a distinctive sound then. So what about influences? Where do the, the band's influences lie? Um, well, me, me and Andrew um, used to be in a band called Harry and the Hendersons, and then we changed their name to the Hoojamamas, uh, which was kind of a folk influence thing. So we've always been in, in, influenced by... Um, kind of folk music, but we started getting more into country and, and bluegrass stuff around the time of the band kind of forming. So, like, um, Flat and Scruggs and uh, um, some more kind of older traditional country acts. Um, and yeah, it kind of obviously made its way into our songwriting as well. Uh, with the stuff that we were writing at the time, and then that's where we kind of decided to to take that avenue, um, because the the previous the, the name the niche family comes from the joke I said to Andrew that <clears throat> the reason why the Hoojamam was never made it is because we were too eclectic and people couldn't <laughs> find a genre for us. So I was like, the next project we do is going to be niche. It's going to be you know something. So that's where the the, the name came from. Um, I forgot what the question was. Oh, yeah, influences. Yeah, so yeah. Lauren also has, like, you were into more, like, modern kind of country acts, like Sierra Ferrell and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely love, like, good female pop country, massively influenced by the chicks when I was growing up, and Dolly Parton, um, Kitty Wells. Like, I just love that, like, female-driven country music so much. Um, but really just, you know, like, folk music, so much of, Scottish folk music influenced Canadian folk music. So just growing up with a lot of Canadian bands that kind of have a bit of a Scottish sound to them, um, which also lends to like American and Appalachian music as well. Um, 
so it, it definitely all came together to us just loving country music and country sounds. And I was going to ask about previous bands then, but kind of you went into it there, Stuart. So Hoogie Mamas and Harry and Henderson's, you know, two local bands, well, kind of one in this, the same band. And I've seen them a couple of times as well. Uh, St. Luke's was one, I remember. Uh, yeah. So it was a big gig at St. Luke's. So, Lauren, have you been performing other than, obviously, this the Niche family? Never. So I have ne I'd never performed music before until we first did our performance at Eden Festival last year. So that was my first time performing. Um, I sang a lot when I was younger in various choirs and in church, um, but never anything like this. So this is my first project and it's definitely been trial by fire, but very yeah. exciting. <laughs> my first gig was, Lauren's first ever gig was the main stage at Eden because we'd originally been booked to play um, just a wee acoustic stage, and I thought, you know, he's he's into it for our first gig. Plus, it got a free ticket to the festival, so that's where we ended up on the on the lineup for it. But just before we were supposed to go on, um, a friend of mine who was compere on the main stage came up to me, and she was like, "Coolio is not turned up for his his set. We need someone to fill in." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, okay." You've got Coolio, and you've got the niche family. It's an opposite yeah. end, isn't it? It was it was cooking with Coolio, <laughs> so I'm not even sure because he was he was doing a mains a mains uh, slot later on, like headlining the the main stage. But he had like a what was it, like two o'clock in the afternoon yeah. slot cooking with Coolio. So you know, like however many people it was, fifteen hundred to two thousand people turned up to see whatever cooking with Coolio was, <laughs> and it was just the three of us doing country music with harmonies. Just and more people stayed than I would have thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think people enjoyed the strange chaotic nature of it yeah. they just they didn't i don't think they knew what they were expecting with cooking with coolio and instead they got something brand new yeah yeah a proper trial by fire for your first ever yeah first i mean i've year. never even really been on a stage to be honest until then and then to be on like a large festival stage it was it was one of the scariest moments of my life to be honest but ultimately one of the most rewarding <laughs> it's, it's one of the most chilled festivals out there right enough so i guess yeah. that helps as well yeah we love eating your debut single's out there, and that's why we're chatting. So who does the songwriting? How does the songwriting work? Um, well, me and Andrew were, uh, have always written songs, um, mostly separately, occasionally together. So when we first, when we first started, um, we were obviously doing the bulk of the, the songwriting. But as the times went on, um, me and Laura started writing together. She would kind of write lyrics, and then we would take take them and put them together to to the music. Um, so it's it's kind of Andrew writes songs, and he'll bring them in usually, and then we'll work on putting adding the harmonies, kind of getting the arrangement, or I'll bring in a song. Um, but more and more recently, because me and Laura live together, obviously we've got a lot of time where we're just sitting playing the guitar, and we'll we'll come up with stuff and and write together. So. Yeah, that's been because I'm not, not used to writing with other people as much, so that's been like a new a new thing, which is work, working really well. Yeah. Got a lot of good good material out of it. And for a live performance, then who who plays musically plays what part? Um, so depending on uh, who wrote the song, usually they'll take the lead vocal. There's a couple of songs Andrew's written where he gave the lead to Lauren. Just as we're, as we're kind of starting out, um, but mostly we'll take the lead on the songs that we've written, 
or had the, the main part in writing. And then Andrew switches between piano. Um, originally, actually, he was on banjo. It was Andrew on banjo, me on acoustic guitar, and Lauren just on vocals. But then we got a banjo player in, and from Adam, uh, the boy from Aberdeen, who's he plays banjo now. And Andrew kind of jumps between piano and acoustic and electric guitar. I just play the acoustic. Um, he Andrew's kind of one of those people that can pick up any instrument and play it. Um, <laughs> I can barely play the one, so I just stick to the acoustic guitar. <laughs> So you're quite a new band then, so what does your repertoire look like? Have you got a lot of songs? Yeah, we were finalising yeah. the set list for the Glad Cafe earlier, and I think it was, well, it was 16 songs overall with two covers. So I mean, we've got about we've got a song list that's above 20 at this point, but a lot of those, I would say, are still works in progress and need to be fine-tuned a little bit. Um, and then we've got a solid repertoire of covers that we love doing together. So we were looking at, yeah, a regular set list of about 16, 17 songs. There's also like quite, like me and Andrew obviously have been writing since we were uh, teenagers. So the, the stuff that kind of comes up maybe where you wrote it years ago and it never quite became a Hoojamama song or whatever. Now, you know, you rework it and try and see if it can work in this format um, or just things that we've had over the years. You know, sometimes I'll find a demo on my phone from, donkeys ago and I'll be like oh this could work for the niche family and then we try and try and rework it for the new project what about lyrics then now obviously you share the lyrics then but what about subject matter what kind of things do you touch on I mean <laughs> to be honest I find myself more often than not writing about quite depressing subject matter uh, Andrew's a bit more yeah. eclectic <laughs> but it's I don't know it lends itself to country and, and, and folk music I think yes. kind of singing about uh, I don't know, singing about being down. Yeah. But I guess there is maybe a little bit of when you put it into the song, it kind of makes it more, I don't know, hopeful or something like that. I'm not really <laughs> sure. But yeah, Lord, what, what's the, the last tune you wrote? What was it about? Um, I tend to write songs that are a bit cheerier than yeah. most of the niche family repertoire. They tend to be about family and friendships and being outside in nature and loving the landscapes that I'm around. Um, and, and Andy's quite like, he has a lot of different themes that he tends to write about. Yeah. We do poke fun at Stuart from time to time because he loves, he loves a sad song. <laughs> yeah. But it worked. It, it just, it works. Well, how, how many great country songs are about, oh, I'm drunk again and whatever, I'm not getting yeah, any money. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, those things are definitely touched upon. <laughs> Now, you've obviously got a song out there just now, the the, the debut single and that. Have you recorded other stuff in the studio? Have you got plans for recording more? We recorded four four, four. tracks. Enough um, for an, and our first EP. Yeah, which will be out next year. Uh, I think next springtime. Mm -hmm. um, we're aiming to have the EP out. There's fully, we recorded four tracks. We did it in Busby and... Um, Riverside, because I was studying sound engineering at the, the Riverside Music College at the time, and I uh, kind of spoke to to Dunk, who runs the, the centre, about who would be the best person to record uh, a kind of country um, EP, and he was like, well, me, I'll do it. So we ended up going out with him and um, recorded four tracks, 
the the rest of them aren't finished. We did get another track mixed that was originally supposed to be the single, but then when I played them all to Chris Blackmore, who's uh, runs Holy Smokes Records, the the label that's putting the EP out, he wanted to put out the song Mercy Me, which is the one that's coming out, and I kind of let him twist my arm and, and change my plan to that. Um, so we've got another one um, that's, that's pretty much done. A couple of finishing touches mm-hmm. need to go on the other two tracks, and I'm hoping to record another one before. So it'll be a five-track EP eventually. Yeah. Um, I, I've got like a home s- studio set up now. We've just moved. So we've been setting up the the spare room as a kind of home studio set up to, to do more recording as well, kind of on our own, do a bit more DIY. Um, so, yeah, just we'll be recording and... Um, and rain as much as possible. I think we'd like to get back in the studio next year as well. We've just got so much material building up quite quickly. Yeah. And yeah, we're just keen to record it. I think studio time's quite a tough thing as well. And the fact that you obviously you were studying at Riverside maybe made that a bit more accessible. But again, if you can do stuff at home, you know, you, you can take your time yeah. with but there's no pressures on you. Exactly, yeah. It would be a better job of it. So you mentioned, uh, well, we've got a gig at the Glad Cafe uh, this coming Friday. Are, are you looking forward to that? Is that the first in Seedon, or have you done stuff in between? I've done a few things. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our pals, Lee McGilvery, um, performs under Flo the Arrow. Yeah, um, great singer-songwriter. He puts on Gathering South. Yeah. Um, so we've done, we did a Gathering South thing for him um we also supported alice Faye at the glad cafe when was that february february yeah um we did eden again since that because that was last year the the first problems mm-hmm. with and we did Belgium. uh but this will be the first date like this is the debut headline slot we yeah. not uh, we've just done support slots we also supported um Sam Shackleton. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've heard of the kind of went went viral on uh what you call it? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. Yeah, on TikTok. <laughs> uh kind of Scottish uh, traditional folk singer. Mm. Um so we've done various bits and pieces, yeah. mostly support slots. Um so this is kind of the first one where it's we're we're the headline act, which was a bit nervous about, you know, mm-hmm. whether we were gonna because we hadn't put any music out, so it was like, are we even gonna sell half the tickets for it or whatever um yeah we took a gamble but yeah. i think it's paid off yeah so far <laughs> who, who have you got supporting you at the gig uh a girl called neef corky um she's a good friend of ours she performed with us at the we supported a band called the paper sparrows in edinburgh and she came up and performed um i'll fly away with us and she'd kind of been around we'd been rehearsing um a lot in uh our pal's flat and she'd kind of been around hanging out and showed us a couple of our tunes and we were all like blown away by her so she's just kind of jody mitchell-esque a little bit of nora jones in there as well she's just got an absolutely beautiful beautiful voice so we're so glad to have her supporting us We mentioned the gig then, so where do we get tickets? And and I guess your socials not to keep an eye on what you're up to and, and find yeah. the music. The, the gig's sold out now. All right, great. So, yeah. 
Well, you can't buy tickets to this one, but um, just gotta follow us on yeah, socials follow. and figure and yeah, keep keep your eyes peeled for when we're having another one, really, yeah. which will hopefully be soon because mm. you know, we keep going. Instagram's where we're most active. Yeah, at definitely. The moment. Um, we've got some stuff for people who don't have Instagram. They can check us out on YouTube. Um, we've got a couple of videos there, and we're kind of trying to mm -hmm. keep up with posting more stuff to YouTube as well. We'll have a mailing list soon. Um, where folks can just kind of get the highlights of what's going on on a yeah. monthly basis. Yeah. The thing goes, mercy me. Two can tell me about that then. Uh, so, yeah, another, like I was saying, it's a bit of a depressing, well, not depressing, I don't want to say, but it's, it's a depressing. I mean, it's theme. a song about, you know, kind of knocking your head against the brick wall, not really loving yourself at that time and yeah. hating yourself for your choices. Yeah, making the making the same bad choices over and over again, and kind of you know expecting different results and not getting them. Um, it's kind of got a kind of swampy Louisiana feel to it. Yeah. Um, Timmy put a amazing kind of it's almost like Jack White esque slide guitar solo on it that really elevated it. That's dangerous. Yeah, we've got there's a there's a string section on it, um, courtesy of our pal Rue, um, who's an amazing he's the the fiddle player for Family Portraits, yeah, um, and yeah, Gavin Lament, who was a drummer in the Hendersons, he came and put some drums on it for us as well. So yeah, we're really pleased with we haven't been playing with a drummer, um, mostly mm -hmm. live, but for the for in the studio it really kind of keeps ticking over and it sounds great and we're really pleased um, and you know happy to have so many talented pals that could jump on the record for us did you do the lyrics for it Stuart you said it's a bit yeah. depressing <laughs> 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 sorry for finding that one in um, <laughs> so looking beyond this then obviously singles released and uh, the gig that's obviously priority at the moment what's have you anything planned beyond that and that we can talk about not really. But there's a timeline which I can't recall off the top of my head for when the next single will be out. It's early next year. Was it was it January? We're hoping to have the next one out. The next single, yeah, will be out in January. Um, there's maybe chat of the well. Actually, we were supposed to go up to to Glencoe last weekend to shoot some videos, um, but. The weather, like the roads were all closed, and yeah, of course, yes, we, we we decided just to give it a miss. My, uh, my sister's partner has got a, a house up in Glencoe that we we go and visit sometimes, mm -hmm. and it's it's just so beautiful up there. There's loads of great spots to to get some good uh, video content. I was just kind of performing bits of the tunes and that. Yeah. So uh, there'll be more video content coming out soon, mm -hmm. but apart from that, there's nothing really in the calendar in terms of gigs um but we're always kind of you know having a look at to see what country acts are coming to glasgow and can we contact the promoter and see if we can get on the bill so you never know so get on that mailing list when it's sorted and keep an eye on your socials that's the exactly, yeah. yeah final thing to do then is introduce mercy me just fancy doing that okay this is mercy me by the niche family
Excellent there from the Nice family. Keep an eye out for them. The gig on Friday's sold out, obviously. But 
Time for me to go. I remember, stay tuned for the info station there at one o'clock. I'm going to close the show with Brogan, and this is Don't Whisper. From Blair Beth to Halfway, from Stonelaw to Bankhead, and across the southeast of Glasgow. This is Cam Glen Radio, 107.9 FM. Your local station. From Flemington to Fernhill and across the southeast of Glasgow, this is Cam Glen Radio. 
107.9 FM.